Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Thursday edition of the Sports Mix brought to you by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned Full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Nick Verzellini, Spencer Dupuy. <laughs> did I really just do that? I just did that. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. Uh, we got two good. Er, we got one good game last night, and then a kind of a blowout last night to begin the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic. Nick. Yeah, the first game uh, Jefferson pulled away and certainly showed their talent. Uh, against Bridgeport. And that second game was close for a little bit, but toward the end, Martinsburg really started to uh, establish themselves as a potentially really good team in the EPAC this year. So, you know, both those teams, I was kind of like, oh, we get to see them tomorrow. But then I was like, oh, wait, this is a classic, not a tournament. So we don't get to see those teams match up to, uh, today. We get to see, though, uh, Bridgeport take on Martinsburg and Millbrook take on Jefferson. So, um, Still should be some intriguing games, and hopefully, you know, Bridgeport, Bridgeport can play a little bit better and keep this one close with Martinsburg, or at least a little bit closer, and uh, get a more exciting game. Yeah, and uh, you know, in that uh, Jefferson game, it's it's crazy because when I talked to uh, head coach Richard Lewis, and we had seen them in the first game of the year at the uh, Musselman Tip Off Classic uh, versus Hurricane, they had to come back in that game, and they only won by three. And then they played on the 17th. They played Briar Woods out of Virginia and got a 70 to 65 victory. So that's an that's eight points over your first two games margin of victory wise. And uh, they just came out and uh, put it all together. Coach was talking about having slow starts. They really didn't have a slow start. Yeah, and, and really this isn't a bad Bridgeport team that they faced last night. They were three and one heading in. They had some quality wins. Um, you know they had good shooters on the perimeter, but. What Jefferson did was change the tempo of the game, make Bridgeport play their style of play opposed to playing Bridgeport's style of play, and that really affected the game and allowed Jefferson to pull away and beat up on them last night. So really good win for the Cougars. Um, like I said, I think they're a very good team, and we're going to see a lot of good basketball in the EPAC this year. I definitely think we will see a lot of good basketball in the EPAC as well. Uh Talking a little bit more about that Martinsburg game facing Millbrook, getting an 11-point victory, 71-60, to improving to 2-2 two and two on the season. Now two straight wins after starting 0-2. And, and the definitely, I think, uh, just from seeing them over their first now four games, that that chemistry is starting to, to, starting to build. Yeah, and they're getting more out of guys that they expected to get uh, good performances from. Camarion Dow had 25 last night. Um He's our leading scorer right now, averaging about 14.5 points per game. Uh, they were able to you know, get a lot of guys involved, really uh, keep that balance going and limit the turnovers, which was a big thing because we saw in that Hilton Head Island Classic, I would argue that they were better than a lot of the teams down there that they played, even though they only won one of those games. Um, but... You know, I thought from a talent perspective, they were probably better than two of those or those other two teams that they played too. Just came up a little bit short because they hadn't played a game yet. So now they're getting 
uh, together, and I think at a two and two start, we'll see what happens tonight against Bridgeport. Can't take them lightly, but um, this team definitely has talent and definitely can be one of the top teams in the state again this year. Yeah, I'm looking at Martinsburg tonight against Bridgeport, and I'm trying to see if they can replicate the press that Jefferson had in the win last night because Martinsburg has the athletic kids just like Jefferson, maybe even some that are more athletic in some people's opinions. But it was something that Bridgeport struggled with was that breaking that press and Jefferson got quick steals and then they were just draining three-pointers all night long, especially in that third quarter. I'm looking for Martinsburg to do that as well tonight against Bridgeport, up that tempo, make them play the Bulldog style of play, and Martinsburg should be able to handle Bridgeport just like Jefferson did. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. And, you know, it's kind of that time of year to start looking at all the schedules. We've kind of, you know, glossed through a few things going forward here, but we haven't obviously seen all the teams in the EPAC yet. Uh, but, you know, we're getting real close to the start of EPAC play. Just uh, uh, next week. Yeah, I believe Martinsburg opens with Hedgesville and then Jefferson up opens with Musselman. So those are some big games coming up in this next week. I know we'll have uh, the Hedgesville-Martinsburg game. I'm not yeah, we're going to have, have the Musselman-Jefferson game. Yeah. Come on, Nick. You put the schedule together, didn't I you? I thought we did, but I, I wasn't certain if that had changed since I know we had to make some changes to it. Uh, no, it did not change. Uh, but, you know, I've, you got to feel for a team like Hedgesville. I'm not too sure what has happened there, but, uh, you know, they're coming in a 6-0 start, and they had to cancel their mixer this week that was supposed to see uh, Musselman, George Washington. Well, they weren't going to play Musselman, but George Washington was in it. And I can't remember the other team that was supposed to be in it, but, you know, I believe COVID issues, not not sure where the COVID issues are, maybe multiple teams because you had to cancel the whole thing. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of tough a way to end, you know, kind of this portion of the schedule before you start EPAC play because there's uh, – I don't believe the game is still on, but according to Max, Max Preps, it's still on. I don't think it is, though. Hedgesville versus George Washington tonight. Uh, George Washington's one of the powers in, you know, in the state. Yeah, didn't they win the state championship? So yeah, I mean, you're looking at a chance for George Wa- or for Hedgesville to really prove themselves because obviously they're six and zero. But you know, to get that win would be, I think, a big statement win for them. And um, you know, they have a very good team this year. And um, you know, it's unfortunate that they don't get to play some non-EPAC competition here right before EPAC play because that can really help you build that momentum heading into uh, the conference play and arguably the most important part of the regular season. Yeah, and what more momentum would you want than uh, if you were able to play George Washington tonight and knock them off since, as we uh, said, they're the state champions last year. I believe that they also are the team that – uh knocked Martinsburg out of the state tournament last year as well before winning the uh, state championship. So it's a very good program from uh, George Washington, and it would have been nice to see uh, if Hedgesville got to play them. But I still expect uh, Hedgesville and all these uh, teams in this EPAC uh, to be very competitive this year. wish we could uh, see Washington so far because I feel like they're the only ones that we uh, – really haven't got to know in the EPAC right now, but everybody else I mean, is Hedges very uh, talented. But even though we haven't seen them, as we said, they're 6-0 and on the year. 
So I believe it was Preston that's also in this that was supposed to be in this mixer, according to the schedule that I have here, uh, the original schedule. Uh, but you know, it kind of it definitely sucks because you want to play tough competition, especially in a team like George Washington. Yeah, and you know that's also the uh, the Elmore Burks rivalry right there. John <laughs> Elmore went to G uh, GW along with Odd Elmore and. Uh, C.J. Burks is a Hedgesville grad, so maybe they were going to co- show up about it. But I don't think Elmore can show no, up. No, he's I in, believe he's, he's in Europe. He's overseas, so I don't think that would happen. Uh, but uh, games that uh, we didn't cover, uh, looking through the schedule, Spring Mills right now they got the sixty-five to sixty-two victory over Lindsley from Wheeling on the seventeenth, and then they lost to Wheeling Central Catholic. The 18th, 58-48. So they're 2-1 uh, and one on the season. Or no. Are they 3-1? and one? Did you have a boys game when you did that? Or was that girls? I believe girls. Oh, yeah. The, but they're 2-1 and one on the I season. Know. I don't know. My whole mind's like boggling right now. I don't know why. They have too many papers in front of me. Could be. You do have a lot there. <laughs> trying to watch you trying to organize through them all i don't know how you'd have it set up um because i thought we saw them play but i yeah, also fort might thinking, at, that's fort what Hill i was thinking spring mills because we changed that game because martinsburg game got canceled so yeah but uh i you know i, I with conference or epac play coming up it's definitely going to be a big two months I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you guys because I know you haven't got to see uh, EPAC basketball head-to-head-wise, but it, it should be a fun one this year. I don't know who I give the edge to just yet. You don't, do you? No. Nah. It, right. It's that wide open, I feel like, this year. All right, well, this first segment is sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back, uh, we'll talk a little more college football. Some bowl action yesterday between some regionally local teams. Uh, one, the team got a huge victory up in New York against a team from Maryland, got a huge victory over a team from Virginia in the Pinstripe Bowl. We'll talk about that more and more next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you. At no risk. See dealer for details. Let's go! Kiss some beers! Not a new grill and pub! 
conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this Thursday, December 30th edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We'll talk some college football action, bowl season in full swing. Uh, we'll talk about yesterday's bowl games and kind of keep us up, keep everybody up to date on where we are in our bowl standings, which we're bad predictors. It happens. Yeah, it does happen, but you know. Um, I don't know. I had Maryland. I had Oregon. I had Virginia Tech. I went one and two yesterday. So speak I'd for have yourself. to look at my paper, yeah. I know I had Maryland. I can't remember what I had in the, had the Oregon we, Oklahoma. I think, I think I had Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we both picked it. Because I think I went with the Big 12. So I'm 12 and 12 as we speak. And probably going to 12 and 13 because. Uh, in the studio, we have on the Duke's Mayo Bowl, uh, currently on commercial, but South Carolina has an 18-7 to lead with 13-11 left in the first half. I have North Carolina, so it's an uphill battle. I was about to say, I think I have North Carolina as well. I'll probably go to 12-13. and 13. I'm at 500 right now. Nick reminded me I was talking a lot of trash about uh, South Carolina. I believe I took North Carolina as well, though. But it's still only 18-7, so. It's also the second How do you quarter, score 18 so. points in one quarter? I don't know. Watch the game. <laughs> Watch the highlights. I'm trying to think. Uh, you could do three touchdowns, miss all three extra points. Could have yeah. two touchdowns, make the extra points, and two safeties. <laughs> There's a lot of ways you can get the really. <laughs> you could have six field goals. <laughs> what, are, what other uh, multiples okay. can be for so, 18? One touchdown, PAT. Second touchdown, two-point conversion, and then a field goal. There you go. There we go. Uh, that wasn't one of my options. <laughs> I was about to say, that was 100% not one of your options, but yeah. Uh, let's talk about the games yesterday, though, in a little more in-depth. Virginia Tech, we'll start with the uh, pinstripe, pinstripe bowl. bowl at Yankee Stadium. A really cool thing Virginia Tech did. Didn't get the win on the field, but they got style points, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. If you guys saw I liked, what I was talking about, it was a, it was a nice story. Touch. Yeah, it was nice to see because of the uh, 
whole situation when the Yankees, I guess, went and donated. played a game there, donated money, and yeah. helped out after the uh, Virginia Tech massacre. So Virginia Tech put the Yankees logo on their uh, helmet for yesterday's game, but Maryland just absolutely dominated them. Uh, I was watching this game until about halftime, and then we had to head to Martinsburg uh, for the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic. But at halftime, it was only 24 to 10. And I was like, that's a little uphill battle, but it's close. So, yeah, know, only, it's a 14 point game. That's, that's a two touchdown game. Half. And then I didn't pay much attention at all because I was getting into high school basketball mode, right? And I get home last night at like 10 30, 11. Maybe it was, I can't remember what time it was. Uh, but I looked down at the scores and I'm like, 54 to 10? What? How did that happen? They got shut out in the second half, did Virginia Tech. And uh, Maryland scored 30 points. So, But Mar- or Virginia Tech also under an interim head coach. I mean, what did you expect to happen? I don't know. I had faith in Virginia Tech. Always been a like Maryland a teams Virginia never Virginia lose Tech in fan. Yankee Stadium. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of that ever happening. The Orioles dominate the Yankees. All right, but Maryland has a better – they're in a better situation with their program. I mean, yeah. Virginia Tech has almost a whole new coaching we staff. We told you our Had an interim logic. head coach. Yeah. Maryland and Maryland right now is yeah. running pretty good under Mike Loxley with Tagovailoa as their quarterback. So. Yeah, they're heading in the right direction. They've had good recruiting classes. I don't know if they'll pan out on the field. And plus, Tagovailoa is, is probably coming back. I think since 2009, I believe it was. So. Wow. It's been a while for the Terps. They've been in bowls, but they haven't. The old ACC rivalry from yeah. the early 2000s, right? Well, for most of their time as programs. Yeah. Until Maryland left. It happens. Then. It does. We'll talk a little bit about the nightcap. I was watching that game when I got home. Uh, Oregon, Oklahoma. My logic was just the higher-ranked team, I think, when I was going through this stuff. When we were going through these. Because... I picked Oregon, number 14, against number 16, Oklahoma. But Oklahoma just completely dominated offensively. Didn't have a great defense tonight because they let Oregon come back into it and make it a game, but they were able to get the victory 47-32. to I was about to say, was it early game? Yeah, I know they allowed 22 points in the third quarter, but it was never a touchdown game. What was almost? I mean... I believe it was two, three scores throughout the entire second half still. So, Oklahoma was clearly the better team. Yeah. Uh, then we'll go to the Cheez-It Bowl. Clemson, number 19, gets the 20-13 to 13 win over Iowa State. I believe 11 10-win seasons in a row for Clemson. Which, you're thinking about Clemson right now in the Cheez-It Bowl. Before New Year's Day, you know, before New Year's Eve, and you're like, this is a down year for Clemson. But 11 straight years with 10-plus wins in a season, that's going to get you in recruiting. You're going to get back up. You're not you're not in full rebuild mode. You're in refresh mode. Yeah, I was talking to my dad about that a couple weeks ago. I'm like, Clemson looks awful this year. And he's like, what are you talking about? They still have over 10 wins, and they're still in the top 20, maybe even the top 15, but... As you said, because they're not in the playoffs, it feels like it's an off year. 
That's three losses. It's an off year. Built. Yeah. And those three losses coming to ranked teams or not ranked teams, two ranked teams at the time. Uh, first one, they lost the opening game of the season, 10 to three to Georgia. Now Georgia in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. And then they just didn't have offense this year. Yeah. I don't know and what that's it was what, exactly. Well, I mean, I mean, that's what happens when you're bringing in a new quarterback. Well, you're not bringing in a new quarterback, but a new starter. Yeah. Full-time but, starter. I mean, he had played last year and looked pretty good. So, I don't know really what happened Didn't he look offense. good against Notre Dame last year? That's who he played against, right? Yeah, I thought he played well. Because Trevor Lawrence had good. Lost, but he yeah. played well. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost 27-21 to 21 to NC State. NC State's a pretty good team. They're just not going to, you know, reach the college football playoffs. Unless they go undefeated and they beat, you know, out of good out of conference teams, and then their other loss was to Pitt twenty seven seventeen, and Pitt's a good team this year. Pitt's having a really good year, and they have one of the best quarterbacks going into the draft. Yeah, I mean they they had some barely wins over some teams that they normally beat or at least beat up on. Louisville, even Florida College. State, Syracuse, Boston so, College, Georgia Tech. It, it definitely was a down year for Clemson, but. With a coach like Dabo Sweeney. When you say down year and you have 10 wins. I mean, you're expected to compete for the playoff and you're expected to win at least win the ACC. I mean, the ACC is yeah. that hard of a conference, really, when you look at it. So, like, okay. it's a down year, I still think. But, again, you have a coach like Dabo Sweeney, they'll be back. I'm not, like, worried about Clemson's yeah. future. But also, I would say this year was lower than expectations. And I agree to that because, as he said, when you're losing to programs like they did other than Georgia because, as you said, that's the uh, playoff that should have probably been their only loss when you really look at it. you got to have other uh, ways to get to those playoffs and keep winning, and that's just something that they didn't do. They slipped two other times, and here they are. They got the win in the bowl game. Congratulations to them, but... It, it was a very low-scoring game, and that just reiterates what we said. They didn't have the offense this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, pop quiz. Say the starting quarterback's name. Is this really for, a quiz, or is it like a... For Clemson. Pronounce his name. DJ. Last name. Who's uh, cheating? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it, so I know how to... At least how it's spelled. I believe it's Wangalai. That was wrong. That's, that's what you believe? That. Because I the believe you're Gale. wrong. You, what is it? Somebody get I don't know. What? You a Galway. That's definitely not how it's pronounced. It's close enough. Whatever. I just thought it'd be a funny thing to do. You a Galloway. I think that's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, but the other game, one of the one of the canceled bowl games was yes, supposed to be played yesterday, SMU against Virginia, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. So... On the same day, you would have had a bowl at Fenway Park and at Yankee Stadium, but UVA, I believe, had yep, They were supposed COVID to have uh, four straight games inside oh, yeah. the baseball stadiums, two the day before and then two after, but two of them got canceled, the Fenway one and then... And the Barstool Arizona Bowl. No, not that one. No. Yeah, wasn't that, that a Chase Field? Is that also a Chase Field? What was the one you were thinking of? West Virginia's. It was supposed to be the one at Petco. Yeah. One at Chase Field and then Fenway and Yankee. I could be wrong. It was, it was just probably split at, two and it two. It was probably at the Cardinal Stadium. Yeah, I think that's where it was supposed to play, but it's unfortunate. 
looking at the bowl games coming up today, 3 p.m. on ESPN, Tennessee versus Purdue in the Trans-Perfect Music City Bowl at Nissan Stadium. So Tennessee is almost at home. Maybe Nationals Park or Camden Yards can get a bowl game. I think Camden Yards would be a cool place for a bowl game. Camden Yards, make it the Old Bay Bowl. Yeah. Or just have the, like, you know, I don't Capital think, Bowl I don't, I don't think at the Nationals Nats, I don't think the Nats Park. I don't think Nats Park is cool enough to have a bowl game. I don't think it's iconic enough. And that's a, coming from a Nats fan. Yeah. I think fan, or Camden Yards is very iconic. Uh, especially with the warehouse, and then obviously you have Fenway Park, you have Yankee Stadium, two iconic stadiums. Do they have a Wrigley Bowl? No. That would be cool. That would be interesting, yeah. I, I Typically, might. though, they try to make the bowl games in warm places for the most part. So the Wrigley Bowl, it's going to be snowing in Chicago. That would be cool. Do you think the players want to go to no. Chicago in the snow? No. Be cold? You're right, no. They want to go down south to Boca Raton. That's true. But there are four games on tap for today, one being played right now. The Dukes-Mayo Bowl with South Carolina up 7-18-7 with 8-27 left in the second quarter. Then we talked about the Tennessee-Purdue game. Uh, kind of rehash some stuff. Who, who do you guys have in this game? In this one, I think I got North Carolina. You had South Carolina. And I, think, I think I have North yeah. Carolina. I'm talking about the Music City Bowl. Oh, oh We already talked about what we had. Tennessee. I said I, yeah, you've got Tennessee. I've got Tennessee. I don't remember. I think I had Purdue. Yeah. I, there we go. I, be, I took Purdue. You in season the red zone. There you go. I told you guys not to worry. Uh, then coming up tonight, 7 p.m. SEC ESPN. hasn't won a bowl game. Really? Yeah. It's true. I did see that yesterday on ESPN. Uh, tonight, 7 p.m. ESPN, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, teams. number 10, Michigan State versus number 12, Pitt. Uh, Michigan State in this one is favored by three and a half. Uh, who do you guys have for this game? I have Michigan State, and I believe uh, I Kenny Michigan Pickett's State not playing. Well. I don't know if it's been made official or not. I don't Let's know off the up. top of my head, but you could. I believe Do he said that he wasn't Google going search. to. Uh, why Kenny Pickett and stars. Kenneth Walker aren't playing in the 2021? There you people. go. So, so the best player for each team, but I still think Michigan State is the better overall team. So I took them. I took them as well. And then the nightcap tonight, you're going to get four games today, which is kind of what the plan has been for the last few days, but none of that's happened because of COVID cancellations. Uh, the nightcap, 1030 on ESPN, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Come on, Colin. At Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, brand new stadium out there. Uh, Wisconsin versus Arizona State, two eight and four teams. Wisconsin, though, favored by a touchdown. That should be a uh, I've got good one, but I'm really looking forward to the playoffs tomorrow. Okay, Colin, <laughs> I'm just talking about what's on tap today. I'm telling you that we'll be on the we'll be on the air tomorrow to talk more about those games. I won't be following much today because we got basketball. That's true, but there's only going to be like one game on while we have basketball. Actually, one and a half games on. I guess I should say well, the end of one game that makes two. No, you'll be able to see the first half of one game, dude. Still two games. All right. We'll talk more about the college football playoffs tomorrow on the show, the final show. Arizona State, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That was so random, Nick, but okay. I mean, I just was letting the listeners know. We'll talk more about that. Sun Devils. We'll talk more about the college football playoff tomorrow on the final show of 2021 on the second, or it'll be the final day of 2021 tomorrow. 
Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. We'll look at some college basketball when we come back. That's next on the Sports Mix. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WV Medicine is now offering a new robotic-assisted platform for minimally invasive biopsy in the lung. The ION system by Intuitive allows pulmonologists to diagnose lung cancers earlier and less invasively than ever before. With the ION system, tissue samples can be obtained from hard-to-reach areas of the lung, resulting in earlier diagnosis of smaller nodules and better outcomes for patients. WVU Medicine, the future of surgery is here. Howdy, cowpokes. Do your business cards look like they were designed by a coat roper? Well, this cowboy knows the advantage of dealing with folks the old-fashioned way. When you order printed material on the Internet, you're stuck with what you get. But when you need printed material to look just right, you want to deal with folks you know. And that's what you'll find at Panhandle Printing and Design, local folks that have been delivering results for years. They can help with everything from design to production of stationary envelopes, business cards, invitations, vinyl signs, banners, vehicle wraps, and a lot more. They can answer all your printing questions, and you can call them on the phone or hop on your horse and go see them because they're your one-stop printing shop where they have something for everyone. Panhandle Printing and Design at 124 North Maple Avenue in Martinsburg. Call 304-267-7400. You can even find them online, too, if you want to. If you need printed materials, don't deal with some city slicker you'll never meet. Trust the folks at Panhandle Printing and Design. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. And the Mountaineers get conference play going on Saturday along with all the Big 12 Uh, Here's the Mountaineer report from the Mountaineer Sports Network. What is this Mountaineer basketball team really all about? Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story is coming up on today's Mountaineer report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. 
At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing. So we do freshness checks on the items in your delivery order at every step of their journey from our farms to our stores. And pick and pack every blue, rouse, and strawberry in your free pickup order with the utmost care. Because we believe in treating your food the same way we'd want ours to be treated. It's the golden rule, only for like fresh fruit and stuff. Order now using the mobile app. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. 42 million Americans struggle with hunger, yet 35% of the food in this country is wasted. Those aren't just numbers, they're our neighbors. Your daughter's friend from school, the family of four next door. The Kroger Company Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation is committed to making fresh food accessible to all by ensuring it never goes to waste. Together, we can help end hunger. Learn more at zerohungerzerowastefoundation.org. Things are about to get really real for the Mountaineer basketball team. Let's face it, this Mountaineer squad so far has exceeded expectation. So many new faces, and yet they'll open up Big 12 Conference play on Saturday with a very shiny 11-1 record, winners of eight straight games. But now things get real real in a Big 12 conference that is rated independently as the number one league in all of college basketball. It's a league that guards really well and West Virginia will see that first and foremost game number one on Saturday against the Texas Longhorns, a Texas team that is averaging 53 points per game allowed. That's right, really hard to score against this Texas team and to no surprise they do have a new head coach but It's a familiar face. Chris Beard, the guy that resurrected Texas Tech's program, is now in his first season at Texas, and they come into this contest with a very impressive 10-2 record. But really, the question is, just how good is Texas? We're about to find out. But schedule-wise, their really true tough tests have ended in defeats. At Gonzaga, they were beaten 86-74. At Seton Hall, they were beaten 64-60. Their wins include Houston Baptist, Northern Colorado, San Jose State, California Baptist, Sam Houston, Texas Rio Grande Valley, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Alabama State. Just like West Virginia, you really don't know what you're about to get. But we're about to find out. That is today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thanks, Caridi. Uh, you can hear that game Saturday. Uh, let me double-check the Noon. time for the pregame. Okay. Uh, Colin. <laughs> uh, 11 a.m. pregame. It's an hour pregame show from the Mountaineer Sports Network. Uh, their game, as I mentioned yesterday on the show, I believe that's was scheduled for Monday has been postponed due to COVID. Um, COVID is, as we know, running rampant in the world, especially in college sports and college basketball. Uh, you look at the top 25 teams that are if on, if you go to ESPN and then you look up the NCAA men's basketball scoreboard defaults to the top 25 teams that are playing each day. There are supposed to be three matchups today that included four top 25 teams. All of them have been postponed due to COVID-19. So definitely uh, getting to a bad point here, uh, but hopefully they can finish everything and they can get, you know, end these COVID things quickly and, you know, get back to a normal season kind of like they started. Yeah, you'll see them still uh, 
push through, but you want player safety to be the top priority, and hopefully they stick to that throughout the uh, remainder of the year. I know West Virginia, as you said, doesn't get to play uh, Monday now, so they'll have another long break in between games to continue to uh, practice, build that chemistry, because as you heard there from the uh, Mountaineer report, Big 12's the toughest conference to be in when it comes to men's college basketball, and I'm looking forward to uh, this year going up for uh, the Mountaineers when they get to play Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, and even uh, Texas. Those are top 25 teams. I think Texas Tech has just made it into the top 25 and just waiting to see if West Virginia can beat these teams uh, if they get ranked or when they get ranked if they do. Yeah, definitely, and uh, it'll be a week between games as Kansas State will be in town in Morgantown next Saturday uh, for a, I believe, 2 p.m. tip, 1 p.m. start time. You can hear that right here on Talk Radio WRNR, as always, for all the Mountaineer games. But before that, you can tune in Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m., the Bob Huggins Show. As conference play starts, they change from... Mondays to Thursdays. So uh definitely an entertaining guy in Bob Huggins if you're interested in tuning into him. You hear something different every week. Yeah, and you never know uh, you never know what you're it's gonna be. That's always <laughs> but, <laughs> the best with uh Bob Huggins and great coach. Glad that he's still within the uh program and hopefully he can get them back to a final four soon. Yeah, definitely. Now let's continue to talk a little college basketball in the Mountain State. Uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd, they're uh, starting conference play tonight against Louisiana Tech, the Bulldogs. Marshall's 7-6. and six. It's going to be a rough one for the At herd. Louisiana Tech, 9-3. and three. Uh, Saturday's game, so the second conference game for both Division One teams in the Mountain State, have both been postponed due to COVID-19. Martin, uh, Marshall was slated to play at Southern Miss on Saturday. That game has been postponed because the Golden Eagles are in COVID protocols. Uh, but if you're interested in watching the herd tonight, 9 p.m. ESPN two slash ESPNU. So God, there you go. They're gonna be on national. They're gonna be on national television and get really badly embarrassed. I was about to say that's what happens when you got all the uh, top 25 games being postponed. That's true. I, I would assume that's why because. Because uh, they're probably on only one of those channels, most likely ESPN U. U, probably U. But now or maybe they were on Plus and it got picked up. Maybe that could be as well. Because I know that's been happening lately uh, with the COVID, especially uh, other basketball games and in, in other in conferences. Because of these bowl games getting postponed, there's nothing they can air yeah. live wise. So they'll just pick up the ESPN Plus game. Smart. Because it'll make them money either way, you know. And I believe Shepard's uh, back in action next week. Yeah, uh, got an email update. I'm not sure if we spoke about it on the air. I don't think I did. Uh, Shepard Women's was slated to play an exhibition game at Liberty in Lynchburg, Virginia tomorrow. Well, I guess it was slated to Thursday, today. Uh, but that game's been canceled due to COVID-19 protocols. Not sure which pro- excuse me program it's in. I believe uh, but, it had to be Liberty because they said that Shepard will be back in action. So that implies to me that true. Shepard is yeah. fine yeah. to play in their next game. That's true. that's true. They're slated to return to action on next Wednesday when they travel to Millersville for a 5.30 p.m. contest. The men 
will play after that, uh, after 7.30 p.m. Uh, but we'll have the game next Saturday down at the Butcher Center uh, against... haven't gotten that far in the prep yet, so I'm not sure. Against Westchester, it is a 1 and 3 p.m. doubleheader. So a 12.30 nice. pregame on TV 10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. Uh, but definitely happy to get back into some Shepherd basketball action. The rivalry. Yeah. Renewed. What rivalry? Oh. The Golden Rams <laughs> and the regular old Rams. In the uh, headbutton bowl? Yeah. yeah. As Nick coined the phrase. Look, Shepard needs a rival, right? In the PSAC. Why can't it be Westchester? Rams versus Rams. There you go. But I think Kutztown's that rival, at least in football. No. I think... Uh, I was about to say Shippensburg. Well, yeah. The but, old rivalry. Hey, Nick, I think you're wrong. What? I don't know. I'm looking at things now. Uh, What's he wrong about? Let me double check before I say this. Yeah, so I I believe it's COVID-19 protocols within the Shepherd team because... uh, Are they still playing Wednesday? I don't know. Or I don't know. Maybe they they had a quarantine after Christmas. Maybe it could be. They come back Monday and somebody's got COVID. I'm not too sure. I don't want to speculate. But... Liberty is in action against Lee, the Lee Flames. I don't know who Lee is. Not too sure at all who Lee. It won't even take me to a website. Well, I guess then they'll be good for Wednesday. I mean, uh, yeah. My presumption that I'm not going to... It's my birthday. There you go. We throwing a party? Uh, On the air. Let's throw a party on the air. Party on the air. (laughs) May I have cake? Ice cream? It's an idea. Pop back a cold confetti. They're at Millersville though, so we're not going to be at the game. I didn't say we were going to be at the game. I said on the air on the show. The sports mix huh. on Wednesday. Yeah, we could. Now be the Nick Verzellini birthday Nick special. Verzellini birthday. Jordan here. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. send your presents to seventeen sixty two road. Yeah, PO box. Don't have that number on off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, doing some further research, found that out. It's a surprise birthday party, so don't tell Nick about it. Yeah, don't tell Nick about it. Oh, gosh. Better not tell myself. <laughs> All right, we've got to hit one final break here. This show is sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford at Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We back. Talk some Washington Capitals. They were finally back in action as the NHL came back from break last night. And we'll talk about a little more. That's as we close out the show next on the Sports Mix. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. 
Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilson Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your December 30th. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Or you can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Closing things out today on the Sports Mix. One more show for 2021 coming up tomorrow. Uh, we'll break down the college football national semifinals and uh, whatever else is going on in sports. Uh, Nick, do you know what the Wizards play tonight? Yeah, they play the Cavs tonight. Yeah, so we'll probably talk some Wizards tomorrow. Uh, they're coming off a bad loss to the Heat. Not really a bad loss because they came back in it. They kind of made it a game. It was, a, I believe it was a 30-plus point game at one point, made it a seven-point game. They'll be back in action tonight. Um you will not obviously hear that game because we'll have the second games, the second day in the final day games for the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic uh, coming up at 5.30 p.m. We'll have the pregame show. Then at 6 p.m. we'll have Millbrook versus Jefferson. 7 p.m. we'll have Bridgeport versus Martinsburg to close things out. That's 7.30-ish is the tip time. Probably will be later. Um, and then high school basketball-wise, We'll have a full week of high school and Shepherd basketball next week. Uh, between the Shepherd doubleheader and the three games next week, we'll have five games on the air uh, between our station and TV. Uh, we'll have boys basketball, Muscleman at Jefferson on Tuesday, 7.30 tip, 7 p.m. pregame show. Uh, Thursday, we'll have Hedgesville girls at Martinsburg. Colin will have the call for that game. Uh, Friday, we'll have Martinsburg boys at Hedgesville and what should be a great showdown there at Hedgesville. And then Saturday, the one and three doubleheader between Shepard 
boys and girls or men's and women's versus Westchester, 1230 airtime. Uh, and then whole slew of high school basketball games the following week. We'll have three high school games, I believe, each week coming up for the rest of January. Good to hear. Should be. We're going to be busy. Should be a great month of January. Uh, but we'll talk about uh, the Capitals. They came back in action last night after 10 days off. The NHL uh, trying to get COVID under control, kind of shut down things early. They usually do a Christmas break where they take, I believe, three or four days off around Christmas just to give their their players time with family uh, since they have such a rigorous schedule of traveling and uh you know, playing games three to four, potentially three to four times a week. Uh, but in the first game, Caps game in 10 days, they scored three goals to open the game coming from Lars Eller, John Carlson, and Nick Dowd. In the second, the Predators uh, would then have a three-goal period of their own, needing only seven minutes to get goals from Yakov Trenin, Luke Kunim, and a guy that some Caps fans know, a guy that was the worst trade Coming back on our end, uh, when we traded Philip Forsberg to the pro, uh, the Predators, you remember that? <laughs> we got uh, yeah. Martin Erat, and uh, I think Michael Lotta. I mean, Michael Lotta was the the just yeah. the throw in guy, and he ended up being more successful than Erat. Uh, but it they tied things up at three, and then in the third, at the fourteen twenty four mark, Evgeny Kuznetsov uh, scored this goal. Kuznetsov will start the PK here for Washington and get the shot. He scored! Evgeny Kuznetsov as the net was bumped off almost at the same time. Kuznetsov scores to make it 4-3 Washington. Oh, Kuznetsov. That was a shorthanded goal to give the Caps the lead. And then Carl Haglin would shoot an empty net on the empty net and score. Right, Johansson. In on the right wing against Dowd. A loose puck in front. Orloff looking at the goal mouth ahead. Here's Haglin. One on none. And coming in on nothing and scores into the empty net. It's 5-3 Washington on the second goal of the season for Carl Haglin. And a shot fired by Granlin. That gets blocked aside. Down with a chunk of it. It comes to the right post and that's it. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night, Nashville. The Capitals see a three-goal lead evaporate. But strongest in the end as they take down the Predators with two and a third. Final score, 5-3. to 5-3 three. to three, the final there, as you heard from John Walton on the Caps Radio Network. The f- my favorite phrase in f- sports. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Insert team that the Caps beat. Favorite phrase in sports, easily. Uh, but they'll be back. They're heading to Detroit Friday to take on the Red Wings. Uh, let me double check here fast. Uh, we will have that game tomorrow night. 7-15 pregame, 7-30 puck drop. Against uh, Detroit. Against Detroit. Uh, should be a good game. And uh, excited to get the Caps back on the air here. I want Ovechkin to start getting hot again. I know it's been a while, so that's why we haven't really got this here, his name called when it comes to goal scoring. But I mean, he's on an immaculate run. Yes. Because he's also... I want it to stay. That's I, what I'm saying. Let me real quick, as you brought that up, let me look up his stats for the year. Uh, because not only is he... What? Not only is he scoring a lot of goals, uh, as he has... 
22 goals. He also has 22, 26 assists, so 48 total points as a plus-minus of 19. So that's in 32 games. That's just astronomical for him. He's going to easily, if he keeps up this pace, he will easily get the Richard Richard Trophy again, or the Rocket Richard Trophy again. Uh, but Caps tomorrow night, 7.15. We'll be back on the air tonight at 5.30 for the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic as Jefferson and Martinsburg are in action. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Versley, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long. We'll talk to you later today. Yeah.